0: All
1: right, everyone, thank you for joining us today. We're here with Sam Canty from Treaty Oak Revival. So, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, no problem, boys. Thanks for having me. Of course. First thing we kind of wanted to ask you is you're, you're the first band we've had on First member of a band we've had on everyone else has been Kind of solo acts so how did Tree Oak Revival originate How did they originally form
0: Um It's a long story I don't know do you want the the, You want the long version or the abridged Versions
1: whatever you think is better You can tell us whatever version you want (laughs)
0: Um So I guess we got Together Um back in I guess Around 2019 And um i guess the band that i joined because i was the i was kind of the last member uh of a band that was already a band so they lost their singer and they were holding tryouts for a new singer so i tried out and i got the part and i never knew i i always just kind of viewed it as it was going to be a thing where it's just we get together like once or twice out of the week and you know drink beers chill out jam a little bit and that's kind of all i thought it was i never knew it was going to be what it became but yeah we, we all met it around 2019 uh it started out originally it was me our original drummer named kelly mckay our still to this day lead guitarist jeremiah vanley and then a bass player named david uh tiviet and uh rhythm guitar player named steven flores i think his name was but that was kind of the original group of guys and then as stuff started happening you know it it was it was kind of uh what it began as was it was i was probably the youngest guy in the group it was kind of a bunch of old heads but jeremiah our lead guitarist was uh probably like in his early 30s at the time and a couple of the guys could not you know as we started to do like we decided hey we're gonna do this shit you know a couple of them had to bow out so i think it was like maybe a week after i joined the band lance uh our backup vocal and rhythm guitar player he came he sat in back when it was just a kickback and just started playing along with us. And he has really had really good tone. And he even told us, you know, like I sing harmonies and stuff like that. Cause he went to, he went to school for music and, uh, he is Jeremiah, our lead guitarist nephew. Oh, so yeah. So we have Lance Vanley and Jeremiah Vanley. So that's how we got Lance. And then our drummer at the time, our, dr- the drummer in the band has changed three times. So right now, our drummer is Cody Holloway, and we just recently acquired him. But our bass player, so our our original bass player had to bow out at one point, Uh, just because when we started this thing, we all had full-time jobs. So some of these guys, when it became something more as in like something maybe we wanted to pursue – the guys with careers and families kind of were like, well, you know, this, we just kind of always saw this as like a fun hangout thing, but uh, we can see that y'all are trying to do more with it. So, Mm -hmm. um, when he left, we needed a bass player and literally our drummer, Kelly McKay one day, you know, it was before practice. He was like, I'm going to go pick some stuff up for a music store. He's like, maybe I'll bring, I'll bring back a bass player. And he literally, (laughs) went and bought some shit at a music store and the guy checking him out, his name is Andrew Carey. And they were kind of talking and he was like, Oh, so y'all pl- you play. And he's like, yeah, we got like a little band. I'm going to the practice right now. Uh, we're actually looking for a bass player. He's like, Oh, I, I play bass. <laughs> and he was like, Oh shit. Well, he's like, you know, we, we play every Monday. You know, if you have time, come stop by and hang out and introduce yourself to the guys. See if, see if you like it and that's how we got Andrew Carey our bass player. And ever since then, man, it, you know, aside from the drummer, we've we've
1: always been close, uh, those those four guys. So when you tr- tried out for the band, did you know the guys or did you just see a flyer or something or how did you hear about it?
0: So so funny story, um my best friend, uh, his uncle owned this vacuum shop in town, and his name was Jim Schaefer. And his uncle uh, would have these parties like during the summer, like these big pool parties. So I'd come over there, and it'd be a big party. And eventually, you know, I'd pull out my. They'd be like, "Hey, Sam, pull out the guitar and like sing some songs, like play your songs and stuff like that." So I'd I'd always like play at those little pool parties. So. His uncle always knew that I, I wrote songs and I played guitar and I sang. So um, it just so happened that his uncle owned this vacuum shop, and on Mondays when the vacuum shop closed, they had this back room, and it was like this shitty, like it was dirty, just filled with back vacuum parts and everything. I can cuss on here, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're good. You're I'm assuming, I'm assuming. Right? <laughs> this is the outlaw country. But, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I can cuss. yeah. but uh but yeah so it turns out that like every monday he would use that back room in his vacuum shop so that band could practice Uh so um when they needed a new singer like they asked jim they're like hey do you happen to know anybody he's like oh well my nephew's you know my nephew's best friend he sings and writes music and and plays acoustic and so uh he asked me called me up he's like hey man i got a you know, I got an opportunity for you if, uh, if you'd be interested in it. And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. Because like finding a band, I guess, kind of anywhere or like a band that clicks with talented guys is kind of hard enough anyways, but it's especially hard where we're from, like in West Texas, especially in Odessa, Texas, there's not a huge music scene. I mean, there is a small one, but it's, it's very hard to find like just a band. So it was, it was crazy. I was looking kind of for a band. They were looking for a singer. We just right place, right
1: time, basically. So before you join, were, uh, were you guys, were they originally called treaty Oak revival or was that something you guys came up with after?
0: Yeah. So they were originally a band called free spirit and, They mainly did like 70s, 80s, 90s rock covers, like classic rock covers with uh, a few modern day tunes in there. But they were essentially a cover band before I came along. And then basically, I think like the first or second day, like the day I tried out and the day after that, you know, I played them some stuff and like some covers that I usually played, which Mm -hmm. I, I, I played the Red Dirt type music i've always been a a fan of that it's what i learned to play the guitar on
1: yeah okay
0: um so when i started playing them that i was like well have y'all ever tried you know working on original stuff and they're like no do you have something i was like yeah i have probably about five or six songs so i played them and then after after they heard them they really liked them and they're like all right well let's try to put music to this and um so once we started doing that it kind of became a different band from mm-hmm. from the Free Spirit band that they had. So we decided to re... They, they gave me the okay. They're like, all right, well, since Sam's a part of this now, it's a different band, let's give it a new name. So How
1: did you land on the name Oak Revival? Man,
0: that is the question that we get every single interview. And I'm to the point now where... I just say it's it's whatever, whatever story you want to make up in your head. That's how we came up <laughs> with it. But essentially, if you want to know the true story, you know, we were trying to I, I didn't want it to be called, you know, Sam Canty and the whatchamacallits, you, you know, I, I I thought it was uh it. Everyone deserved everyone contributed equally. So we were more of like a band band yeah. So I was like, well, I want like a band name. Like, like Turnpike Troopadors or Reckless Caddy or something (laughs) like that. And, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily want it to be like a three letter name or a three word name, but we definitely wanted like a three syllable name and we wanted something Texas themed and we're absolute, especially me. I'm terrible at coming up with names for shit. Like, I mean, I don't even have really names picked out for my kid if I'm going to have one to be honest. So, um, it you know we came up with hundreds of names and one day uh our drummer was like hey what about like the treaty there's a treaty oak tree in austin it's pretty famous Mm -hmm. i guess historically that's where like native americans and and uh us soldiers used to meet to sign treaties and things like that well it's a pretty big deal uh in austin i think at one point they tried to poison the tree and they wound up bringing it back to life and i don't know and we just kind of thought that was kind of cool and uh i i used to listen to this band called folk soul revival and i i think they're still around so we we like the treaty Oak thing and i just tacked on revival so it would be like a three word name oh nice and and now like i look back on it i'm like man There are so many other names that I came up with afterwards that I was like, that would have been so much cooler, (laughs) but it was just to the point like, when you think of that, it's already too late. Like at at that point we were already getting established and it's, I've, I've grown to love it. It wasn't my favorite name at all. I don't think it was anybody's favorite name really, (laughs) but, uh, and the the best part about that name is is we've been called every other every other wrong name under the sun. We've been called Trinity River Band, Oak Tree, you know, Renegade, whatever you want, man. They we used to always get the name wrong. It was like a running joke. Like we would never, no one would ever get our name right. But now, uh now everybody knows it pretty well, I guess, for the most part. So.
1: Have you seen Whiskey Myers? They partnered with a distillery, and it's yes, Treaty Oak, yep. and they made their own whiskey. So I didn't yeah, know that. Uh, a lot like, of people.
0: I've, I think like uh, a lot of people think that that's our whiskey brand too, or something like that, because we get so <laughs> tagged in so many things, like oh Treaty Oak whiskey, like Treaty Oak revival. It's like now we're not associated with them at all. We did play a show. 'Cause I guess they're kind of out of New Bromf's area. We did play a show at River Road Ice House and they were hosting the event. And they talked to us and they were like, Hey, you know, we you know, we collabed with Whiskey Myers on a whiskey. Wouldn't it be like it would it only make sense that uh that we would do like something with y'all? And uh Yeah. And um I don't know. We and, and nothing ever came of it, but uh, yeah, we do we do know about that. The when they did come up and talk to us, I was like, oh shit, they're going to give us like a cease and desist or something. But I <laughs> promise we didn't we didn't uh try to steal anything from them. It was I guess parallel thinking, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. Um so, okay, kind of backtracking a little bit cuz uh it caught my attention. You're talking about how growing up, um like Red Dirt was something you always listened to. Um and so I was kind of curious like what some of like the first like Red Dirt songs like you ever like learned to play were. And like, what was it that really caught you growing up?
0: Man. Uh, so grow- growing up, I never listened to any red dirt, honestly. Yeah. I I was born in Harlingen, Texas, which is South Texas. And then immediately after that, we moved to California. So I've li- I lived in California for like six years when I was younger. Okay. and uh, And then I moved to Odessa, West Texas, where I'm um, – I claim to be from. I've lived there for like twenty-two years. But while I was in California and growing up, man, I would listen to basically like what was on the radio. Cause I would be riding around with my mom. So I'd listen to like hit radio. So I listened to everything, man, but mainly what was popular. So like Blink 182, Usher, you know, freaking three doors down, Matchbox 20, Yellow Card, uh Sum 41 like just a little bit of everything, Eminem. So, so my, my music taste has always been all over the place. Like I've, I've really liked a bit of everything.
1: We're losing you right now. I I was never a. Oh, you are? No, we got you back. We got you back. Better? Yep. You're good. You're good. Sorry. All right. Sorry. What were you saying again? (laughs) No, I, I was just saying,
0: you know, I, I listened to hit radio growing up. So my music, my music taste was kind of everywhere, but I always did kind of fall more in the rock country genres. I also re- was a really big fan of hip hop, okay. but I learned how to play guitar in college. And I think one of the first songs I ever learned to play was Crazy Eddie's Last Draw by Reckless Kelly. Okay. And then another song I learned, I think it was a Stoney LaRue song uh man i can't even, i can't even remember what it was called but it was it, it, it had to have been something that was three chords like or, or two chords i think i learned how to play broken window serenade by whiskey myers that's a good one so, yeah
1: so when you moved back from colorado or, or california to, to texas um and still listening to the radio was it kind of completely different radio because i know Texas country is a little different than the country you get like here in Nebraska. It's, we don't, we don't get the stuff they play down there. Right. Right. So,
0: um, in California, so where I grew up was Southern California. I grew, I grew up in orange County, which I didn't really stay there long. Like I said, we were only there for four or five years and I was a young kid. But when I was there, it was, it was definitely like early two thousands. So, you know, pre and post 9-11 is when I lived there. So there was a lot of music going on, uh, a lot of crazy changes in music. Um, and it was just a weird time for the country, I think, too. But around that time, man, down there, it was all like punk, like skate, surf, you know, type rock. So it was all Blink-182, Sum 41, you know, 311, Sublime. Stuff like that. That was all the kind of stuff that I was exposed to and I was listening to down there because I liked to skateboard when I lived there and, you know, go do beach shit. But when I, when I moved to Texas, um, I didn't find out about Texas country until probably my sophomore year in high school. I found out about the Randy Rogers man. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was, I thought it was the coolest shit ever because I'd always liked country, but I'd never heard like, country music in the sense where they use cuss words or they talk about like the, the type of stuff they talked about in their songs. And I was just like, man, that's so crazy that that that's a thing that you can do that. Yeah. Cause, Cause it, it was to me, it was kind of like, it, you know, punk rock does the same thing where they kind of, they're kind of goofy and they, they talk about some shit that's funny or it's messed up and it kind of, you know, there's some, bands in texas country kind of do the same thing like they they go outside of the normal country outline of drinking beer on dirt roads you know i think that's
1: that's what kind of drives people away from the country genre a little bit and it's at least here in nebraska it's harder for them to find guys like like treaty Oak revival or whiskey myers things like that because it's not marketed as well like on top 40 radio things like that and when people right. hear good songwriting like that, it it kind of changes their perspective on country. So I, I, I always admired Texas for kind of having that on, on their radio.
0: Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong too. I, I I'm definitely not the only one, but I do have plenty of Nashville country that I is guilty pleasure listening country that I will I will I will I have thrown on some Florida Georgia line by myself in the car and listen to it. Yeah. I do listen to the Morgan Wallen songs like I like Eric Church and all those dudes like and and more power to them. but yeah I mean the Texas not only the Texas scene but also the Oklahoma you can't have the Texas scene without the Oklahoma scene too yeah. and uh yeah I don't know it's just different it's a different breed different type
1: I do think Nashville's getting up uh, getting better with what they're putting out I mean there of course there's I mean, stuff that's just I will ne- I can't ever tolerate, but I do like Midland or what Luke Combs is doing, things like that. Oh, me too. It's more traditional and it's bearable to listen to. I, I I'm a fan of Luke Combs and Eric Church, like you said.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, it's funny too because at one time, like, there's clearly a difference between Texas and Red Dirt Country from Nashville Country or pop country, I guess you would call it. But, you know, now it's to the point where both of them have gone off in, like, completely different directions. Like, they're almost non-recognizable anymore. I think, you know, the Nashville side of country has kind of evolved into more of a hip-hop collaboration with country. Like, there's more 808s and, you know, hip-hop style beats with country music in Nashville now. And I think like Texas Red Dirt has completely gone off on this whole rock route, you know, where it's like almost like you're playing like early 2000s alternative rock or like heavy metal rock music with a guy with a country accent, which is pretty badass, man. I mean, it's almost like how I would picture me if I lived. You know, back when Skinner was coming out for the first time, and you know your parents hear that, and you're like, "Holy shit, what is this? Like these hillbilly guys are playing rock and roll?" Kind of what I was talking about. Yeah, that's
1: something- that. That was something we were talking together about. Is like how, um like, all these different groups that are coming from Texas now that kind of have that like southern rock feel to things, and like you got like Whiskey Myers. Um co that kind of have like the more like you're definitely leaning more towards the rock side than anything but they got kind of like the you know the southern accent like you're talking about and i we're kind of just like what is it about texas i guess nowadays and like down there that that has kind of become a lot more popular um like- man i don't i don't i don't even
0: necessarily think it's it's just because it's texas be- that it's gotten that popular I think it's because, um, you know, I think the alluring thing about Texas country and red dirt country is that there's there, there was never really any rules and there was never any like strict guideline to adhere to. So I think that was the, the fact that there was more freedom of expression and ability to create in that it drew more people to like that more because it feels more authentic. Which yeah. is what music should good music Absolutely. should be is authentic and relatable. and um, so I think that's why Texas country became as popular as it did. I think the reason it's moving in the rock direction now is probably the generation of up and coming artists. What they listen to as kids are more like me. Like they all listen to you know that early 2000s grunge rock, alternative rock. And they're like, hey, you know, I do like the country. Are you losing me?
1: No, no, we got it. We we can hear you. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, they do like the country thing, especially like being in Oklahoma and Texas. um, You're going to get more notoriety if you have some sort of country aspect to you just because that's the norm. But at the same time, like once you get established in that country scene, uh, I feel like you can play with it more. And that's when that's just kind of what we did. We always incorporated, you know, some of that alt rock, pop punk rock into our music style. But now that we're a little bit more established and we like where we're at playing wise, this next record that we're going to be coming out with very soon is definitely more of a rock record. And definitely, I think more of like our own style, for the most part, as well. So that I think new- that's what it was. It was just the generation growing up with that type of music. They they like it, so they want to incorporate it into into something that's familiar to the area.
1: Really, is that new record going to have the two singles you guys put out last year, or is that just was that something you guys just put out for fun? Uh, stay tuned.
0: Will not be on it. I had wanted it to be on there, but it just it wasn't going to work out that way but haunted house will be on the new record
1: okay awesome yeah but um stay tuned will not be it'll be a standalone it's kind of talking about your albums a little bit uh your first album no vacancy that's done really well for you guys did you when you were putting that album together did you guys kind of know that miss call was going to be your guys biggest hit off their lead single or anything i did um
0: like deep down it it was one of my favorites it was also like one of the most one of the more controversial ones in the band because it uses lord's name in vain, and uh it that kind of prevents it one from being on radio and getting radio play but uh two like uh you know quite a few of the guys in the in the band originally they all come from church playing backgrounds like they played in church bands that's where they kind of got a lot of their musical uh you know that's where they first learned to play in front of people and stuff like that so it's a little sacrilegious but i think this i thought I, when i wrote the song i thought it was a great idea like it's totally relatable um but no i, I didn't think it was ever going to blow up and once no vacancy blew up which we didn't think that one was going to do what it did at all i mean that, that was the last song i wrote for that album and i wrote it in 15 minutes and oh really like miss miss call i think took like me like a year and a half to write so i like, i put a lot of thought into it but i mean miss call really didn't blow up until uh, i think uh tiktok blew that one up one yeah, night we woke up but one night we woke up and all of a sudden miss call was through the roof and i was like we all were texting each other like what happened there <laughs> and lance uh our rhythm guitar player and a backup singer. He was like, "It's TikTok, boys. We just uh, we met ma- we made it on the scene there." And I was like, "All right, I don't know much about TikTok, but thanks."
1: You wrote "No Vacancy" in like f- fifteen minutes. You said, "How did you land on then making that the title of the album? If that was the last song you you chose, or you um, you wrote."
0: I don't i don't know i just um it was the last one and i knew it was gonna be the single because it was the it was since it was the last song it sounded the most like what we were trying to sound like at the time mm-hmm. uh as far as developing our sound and it was the most recent one we wrote and uh i don't know it just made sense it was it was short like it's only two words so and there was a lot of stuff I could see doing with it, like for the artwork as well. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it was just one of those things where it works. It worked that way. I like, just-
1: I, for me, artwork is always like something. It's it always it's always what catches your eye, like as you're scrolling through trying to find new music and stuff. And like instantly right. you saw the no vacancy with like the legs and everything. I'm like, like okay, like can you give that a listen? And yeah. I for me like artwork has always been a huge thing. And so like I love what you guys did with that, and I think like leaning into that um, idea of like the no vacancy with the motel like that turned out really awesome.
0: Yeah, I I, I do too. And um, that was that was the one thing that, that I I wanted to try to make sure we did at least was uh, like get dope. Album artwork because, man, I didn't know how the music was gonna do, but I was like, man, at least if the cover looks badass, like at least we got that going for us, man. Mm-hmm. Like people are gonna see that and at least be like, oh shit, that looks kind of cool. Let's see what this is about. But um, yeah, I, I yeah, artwork was uh, was a big deal for us.
1: For your guys's uh, new album that's coming out, have you guys like settled on what you want for like your um album name and then all the artwork and all that.
0: Yes. Yeah. We we I've been sitting on the artwork for this new record for about probably a year. Okay. Maybe a little bit over a year now. But we have the artwork done. It's pretty cool. It's uh the artwork's done by the same guy who did the artwork for Nova Vacancy. His name's Dalton Latham. He he's done all of our artwork except for the haunted house artwork. And that was uh, that was somebody else but yeah it'll, we already have it we already have a title um, I guess I can say it on here we already played the the title song of the album in our live shows but it's, it's going to be called uh, Have a Nice Day
1: oh okay. nice yeah. when can we expect that album?
0: I'm not going to say anything man because we've been <laughs> trying to man we've ran into so many snags in making this thing, and I've told so many people in in, con- in concert that oh, the album's coming out in April, and then April rolls around, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, we haven't done it yet. and
1: yeah, I know we will say
0: that. oh, maybe you know, maybe around June, and then you know, now June. But if if I can, I will do my best to try to predict when it will come out. But I want to say uh, you could probably expect it the first or second week of September of this okay
1: i'll say awesome. hey, we were we'd rather you like make it perfect than, than just push something out i mean you have to keep backing right it.
0: And, and and trust me like we were that was another thing we did hit some snags but it worked out perfectly because it gave us plenty of extra time to you know go back and rework some of these songs and get them exactly how we want it and uh you know especially we we at the end we started using a new guy for doing all of the recording, a new studio. Okay. So that was uh this album will be the first musical project we've ever done in a full fledged studio, like legitimate studio. So, so,
1: so when, uh, when to your albums, it, who are you mainly the one writing the songs or is the band kind of tackle that together, or how does that go?
0: Lyrically I have written every song we have put out besides Hometown on No Vacancy. Our our rhythm guitarist Lance he came out. He 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 wrote the lyrics to that. I, I helped him kind of tweak it up a little bit, but otherwise that was all him. Uh but besides that uh I, I, I mainly write the lyrics. So what I'll do is when I come up with an idea, I'll come up with the melody and come up with the lyrics or just a general idea of what I'm going for. And then I bring it to the guys and they'll start to write music to it. And okay. we just go from there and see where it takes us.
1: So kind of like as a band then what is something that is and I guess for you as like a singer and writer, like what are some of like the things that motivate you? Like what um, like where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from?
0: Uh, It really just depends on what I'm listening to at the time, I think. Uh, As far as motivation goes, I would say, you know, I think right now Texas and Oklahoma, uh, as well as, like, Kentucky and Virginia, have, like, some of the strongest music scenes. Like, especially, like, as far as lyrical songwriters goes, like, we have some of the strongest songwriters in the game some of the best bands in the game I think and absolutely when they when these guys come out with new projects and stuff every time I listen to it I feel like oh man like that's badass but I feel like I can do better than that so like that's what motivates me man is just listening to these other guys and like some of the cool shit they come up with and some of the some of the some of the stuff you you're just like man I didn't even know you could do that now that I know that you can do that I'm going to like do that too but put my own spin on it so and uh, it's
1: like a competition thing for you then
0: i mean i wouldn't see it as competition man it just it makes it makes me want to go do stuff like Uh same same thing as if like you know you watch a ufc fight on tv and you want to go outside
1: yeah all right we had technical difficulties we're back (laughs) you were talking about it wasn't a competition thing but kind of uh, it just it just
0: listening to that kind of stuff gets you hyped up. and yeah, it makes you yeah. want to go start writing more, I guess.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how familiar you, you are, but like I kind of got that feeling with the, uh, do you remember when Sturgill Simpson dropped uh, his cut and grass albums? Yeah, I thought that was I, I just the tw- the bluegrass twist he put on on all of his songs I thought was I'm like I wasn't expecting that first of all, to drop and then just to hear how well he, he did all that. I was like, that that is so cool. So I, I understand where, where you're coming from. Um,
0: 100%. I, I like, I, I especially, I love Sturgill so much, man. Like, I think I take so much, like as far as what I want to do with whatever this thing becomes, like that guy's my role model for how I want to like live my life doing this music shit like the fact that this guy can just be like all right this album i'm gonna do a country album all right this album i'm gonna do like a psychedelic rock album this all right i'm gonna fuck it i'm gonna do a bluegrass album like i would love to do something like that because i do love all all those types of music like i love bluegrass love psych rock love country so i mean that would be something like like i said when i saw him do that like i'm like oh shit i want to you know, try doing something like that maybe someday.
1: That'd be badass. If you guys put out a bluegrass album. I would,
0: love oh, it. I would love it, man. We need to find a banjo and a fiddle player. There you go, man. There you maybe go. a mandolin.
1: Um, yeah, reach out, maybe get some Billy Strings featured on one of your songs. You listen to him, dude? Yeah, he's he's a bad, he's a bad
0: motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know if we can get <laughs> him on the horn, but we'll see.
1: So, we know. When did you say they're playing in the Bourbon? Um, September 9th. You guys are here in Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so we just wondering, I know Texas bands, it's kind of hard for them to, to leave Texas. And I know you're coming up to Nebraska. Like, What are some other states when you're on tour outside of Texas that, that have shown you guys some love that you guys enjoy playing?
0: Man, r- really everywhere. I think maybe one of the ones that, I don't know because we haven't, a, a, you know, we're still pretty, pretty new. We've only been doing this like two and a half years. Uh, and the only states we played outside of Texas are Oklahoma, Alabama, and Mississippi. So, oh, and Colorado. But oh. uh, Colorado always shows us love every step of the way. Uh, Oklahoma always shows us love. Uh Alabama showed us love. Mississippi showed us a lot of love. So I I have no doubt that you know I think Nebraska is going to be a pretty good show. I would I would hope so. Um, but yeah, man. Every if that's the thing is like we have so much more. Uh, I guess pull outside of Texas just as much as we do in, inside of Texas. So it's really kind of crazy to see, you know all these people from out of state, you know, begging us to come play in their city or town. And uh, it's just cool, man. Every, everywhere we go kind of shows us love, which is, is badass, which is what you
1: want. So, Have you played the bourbon before? Have you been to Nebraska?
0: Never. I've no. never been to Nebraska. Okay. Um, but we are playing – we are – our opener – is we're having the Wyatt Weaver Band, I think, open that show. But I think that'll be in, is the bourbon in Lincoln? Yes. Yep. I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: it's on the, like, where I, like, all the college bars are at. And I warn yeah. you, you, so you're going to be there that day. We play, Nebraska plays Colorado oh, in God. football. And that's like is a, is that like a rivalry? Huge rivalry, oh, right? But we left oh, we left the yeah. conference. And we don't going to play them often, but it's, it's, we're away. But I'm telling you, if we win, it is going to be hopping in there. Yeah, so it was a oh, fun time. That's going to be
0: sick. Yeah, that's going to be really sick.
1: I'm gonna, we're gonna feed off that energy so
0: good. It's gonna be lit. going to
1: to be win. Yeah, I say it's either it's going to be you're going to have a bunch of uh, happy ass Husker fans that are just probably <laughs> drunk, just carrying into the uh, Bourbon Theater, or you're going to have a lot of pissed off ones because we lost. <laughs> yeah, but they'll they'll drink, they'll forget about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, win or lose, you still booze. Am I right? Better, so. Yeah
1: but it's, a, it's but, uh, a uh no maybe.
0: yeah uh our opening act our guitarist uh i guess he's got family in nebraska so oh, okay. that's why we picked that opener but he was like yeah man if, if we're opening for y'all you know he's got he, he knows people there he'll show y'all around but since i know y'all boys now i guess too oh, yeah uh, if y'all are kind of the
1: show I will, but i will maybe be we could have lunch or some shit <laughs> i'm gonna be at the colorado game he'll be in town yeah i'm I'll going to the Huskers game <laughs> i didn't know you guys were gonna be in lincoln otherwise i i mean we bought these tickets a couple months ago so he'll be in town yeah i, I apologize
0: it's, it's all good it's all good think, whoever's yeah.
1: there but you guys need to come back i really want to see you guys in concert oh 100 percent, man yeah. once my next paycheck hits that's when i was like you know what i'm buying tickets like I love the, <laughs> the, the vermin. It's such a cool it's little a cool uh, venue. venue. Like it, It's small, but it, like it's in like the middle of downtown Lincoln. And so literally you just, there's like four bars, like right around it. And it's, it's a good time there. Every single time we've seen Charlie Crockett's been there, Flatland, uh, Whiskey Myers, like we've seen so many cool artists come through there. And so we were, we had Charlie Crockett on, gosh, like two years ago and he was asking us where we we're from and we're like, Oh, we're we're from Nebraska. And he goes, Oh, the Bourbon Theater. I remember smoking cigarettes out in the alley when I was opening for Turnpike Troubadours. Like he just knew. And he's <laughs> like, he he must like the venue. It's it's pretty cool. And then you get done, it's just there's a bunch of bars. Oh so yeah, man. Well, well, I love, love Carly
0: Crockett. So he likes it. I bet i don't like it. Yeah, I'll so say I'm he's excited.
1: Been there, he's been there like two or three times. And every single time we's, he's in town, we've always gone to see him. I don't think we've missed one of his shows yet. Yeah, he puts on a, a fun show. Yeah,
0: That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see you guys. I'm going to see what show you, when you guys do come back, I'm bummed, i bummed I have to miss you guys at the bourbon. But what what would you. I'm good, man. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> How would you describe a Treaty Oak Revival show?
0: So, it's definitely not a country show. Um I would say it's it's more of like a rock show. I don't I don't really know when it happened. I think you can all trace back to so there's this there's this bar and music venue in downtown Lubbock called the Blue Light. Yeah, that's and where Flatland
1: Flatland uh played there, right? Yes, yeah, so that's that's, that's kind of
0: that's where like Flatland got its start was Yeah. It's Cletto playing at the Blue Ladder and, and bars around Lubbock. But, um, yeah, I think when we were there, I don't know, but the people in Lubbock are a different breed, man, and they they loved, loved our show so much. Like, they started throwing beers and stuff in the crowd and slinging beers, so I started slinging beers, too, because I used to like doing that at concerts. Uh-huh. And ever since that show, man, it's just become, like, this thing. Like, ever since that show, every other... Show we play, like somebody's got to start the beer throwing, and then uh, next thing you know, everyone's throwing beer at the show.
1: And if they aren't doing I don't know, it. Man, do you provoke it if no one's doing it? And then do you start it?
0: Not anymore. I <laughs> used to, I used to back in the day, but I, I think we uh we pissed off too many venues, and I think we may have lost uh one or two many pieces of expensive equipment to where we would we will provoke it anymore but on occasion i will uh but only only on occasion but most of the time man, we don't have to provoke it at all like the people just they know they'll, they'll either know or it, the 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 show is so hype hype that they just can't control themselves and they'll just start doing it but yeah man uh our shows stand up you know a lot of high energy We've seen some crowd surfing before. Uh, I don't know, a lot of beer slinging, just people getting absolutely wild, man. That's that's our shows. Real high energy shit.
1: That sounds like a show I don't want to miss. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> bummed now that you're saying that. I'll be there for it. Um, yeah. One thing when I was looking, um, at your guys is like all the different songs you guys have on iTunes. I noticed recently you were your whole band was featured in the song throwaway. What was that like having all of treaty over Bible featured in, in, in a song? Okay. So all of
0: my band was not featured in that song. It was just me doing that verse. Um, okay. I can, I can tell you this, the story behind that. Uh, do you know the band Cody West? Yes. 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 Yeah. So we opened for Cody West at a floor at a, at a, a place called Jaunty Floors in Holotus, Texas, which is kind of near San Antonio. And afterwards, uh, we were all partying back there in the green room. And this was back when I was uh, back in my drinking days. But uh, Sterling Elza, the guy who put that song out, happened to be in the room and we were talking. And I was kind of, I was kind of liquored up. And he was telling me, he's like, hey, man. You know, I'd love for you to like feature on like a song sometime, and I'd be like, "Shit, man, I'll do that for free." Like, I'll, I'll write a verse and everything. I don't care, man. Whatever you want to do. Well, he held me to that, and so he sent me the throwaway song that he already had, and he's like, "Hey, man, what do you think about this? Like, you think you can write a verse?" So I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll write a verse for you." So I wrote it. it. Took me a few hours to write it, even though it wasn't that long, and uh. I met up with him in Fort Worth and we recorded it at this big house that had a studio built into it and uh, a bunch of other shit happened after that. But yeah, he wound up, uh, he wound up making it work. And uh, I guess people, people like it. It's, it's, uh, I think it's over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify right now or something. It's doing really well. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad for him. He, I just, we, I put Treaty Oak Revival. I, I, I said you could use Treaty Oak Revival because I think it was, you know, trying to get the name of this, the word of the song out there and shit. And um, all our our band had no problem putting the full band name in the as a feature in the yeah. in the song. But that's that's all his his band playing. Oh, it's just God. it was just
1: me and that one part. Gosh, yeah, because I thought that was unique when I was looking at it I'm like, dang, they featured the whole band. I thought that was kinda cool, but <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think it was one of those things where like if they if it would have just said featuring Sam Canty, like nobody would have known like who I was. Not a whole lot of people know who we are outside of Treaty Oak Revival. I, I mean for a long time uh we had we didn't even really have any pictures of what we looked like, like our faces or anything. So it wasn't until we got actual professional band photos made and started posting stuff on our social media that people actually kind of knew who I was and what I looked like. So, but I mean, we were we were doing great before, and I could walk into a crowd of people at the show, before the show or after the show, and nobody would know who I was, which is kind of wild. Now so I you, can't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you run the, the social media thing? Because you were the one kind of DMing us back and forth. I run the Twitter because, you know,
0: eventually I don't want to run anything. I just would like to focus on making the music and performing right now. Our photographer, Paige Williams, uh, she runs the Instagram and the Facebook. So she posts all the video and all the photos. It it used to be RJ Hernandez, uh, who, who used to be our old photographer and, uh, but yeah, mainly who, whoever is taking the pictures and the photos and the videos, uh, we have that person run our socials, okay? Because it's just easier that way. They have all the pictures and the videos that they can upload themselves. So,
1: so kind of one of the questions I was thinking about, like, or one of the things I want to ask you, um, is I think you said the title of the new album you are looking at is "Have a Nice Day," right? Yeah. Um. Any like influence from like bon jovi's have a nice day album no i didn't even know that was a Bon jovi <laughs> album. I, so my dad my dad growing up i got every single bon jovi cd was in his car and every single day on the way to school i know just about every single one of their songs by this point point. and so like when you said that it caught my uh, attention and i was just kind of curious but i guess so then what was kind of your uh inspiration for uh titling it then have a nice day So
0: it was kind of a a combination of things. Um, You know, mainly because once we put out the first album, it's been so long since we put out anything else. And, you know, of course everyone is up our ass just saying, when's new music coming? When's the new music coming? When's the new song coming out? We want more music. And, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I've heard some things like maybe we didn't have another project in us or something like it was just a one, 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 one and done. But uh, I don't know. I, this next album, you know, the last album, I I never thought it. We never thought it was going to be anything close to what it was now. Never in a million years did I think we would be doing what we're doing. Never in a million years did I think our album was going to do that. Those kind of numbers. I literally we recorded those songs. And put out that album because those were songs that I had written over a period of like eight years from the time I was 18 to, you know, 26. And uh, I, I liked those songs, I, you know, and they were I wrote them in various points of my life. And, uh, I had a lot of friends. I would just play those at parties and they would love them. And they'd be like, man, you need to record these. We, I would listen to them every single day. And so I just said, well, I'm going to take these songs. I got my band. Let's put music to them. The band loves the music. The band loves the songs. So I'm going to put it out on an album. You got to put it everywhere you want to listen to music, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. And I'm going to put a badass artwork on that motherfucker. And, uh, there you go. You know, if you ever want to listen to it, my friends can listen to it wherever they want. Yeah. Well, it, it, it just turned from friends listening to it to everybody listening to it. So, which is great. But, uh, have a nice day. This next record, I kind of wanted it to be more for us instead of other people because I, I wanted something that we were proud of in the end of it. There were fun songs that we enjoyed playing, which, that should be every musician's goal, I guess, if you're going to be playing the same songs hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And uh, I don't know. I kind of did it as like, a okay, here you go. Like, have a nice day. Don't ask us for anything else for a while because it's going to take some time. And also, um, I don't know. I was at this bar one time and there was a cigarette machine, like this old, really cool cigarette machine. And it said, have a nice day in the cigarette machine. And I thought, I was like, man, that would look like a cool-ass album cover or like that'd be like some cool album artwork this old cigarette machine so i took a picture of it and i showed it to lance and everybody i was like wouldn't that be a cool album cover and they're like yeah have a nice day would be like a cool album title little did i know fucking bon jovi uh beat me to it right? <laughs> my bad <Well, laughs> we- no nah, you're good man <laughs> but but yeah i don't know and then uh from that title i wrote the, the this song called have a nice day and uh the song is about a breakup but kind of you know you're about to be broken up with so you kind of beat them to the breakup before they break up with you because i've always thought i always would have loved to have known that i was about to get broken up with and i would have loved to have broken up with her because maybe it make it sting just a little less you know yeah Yeah. so I wrote I wrote that song and I don't know it just had a a good a good ring to it and uh we got some cool artwork out of it and I don't know yeah that's pretty much it we we had a nothing too
1: crazy we had an artist on named Shelby Lee Lowe he's from Tennessee he's independent guy and what you said about the cigarette machine kind of reminds me of he he had an album art cover as he was on the road and he was driving by this just in the middle of nowhere like run down liquor store and it was called uh, joy juice pack yeah it was like joy juice pack number two yeah and uh, it was just and he took a picture of it and he made it his artwork and it's just it was a two-song ep that he just put out during covid and it really stuck out to me i think just unique stuff like that that you come across when you're on the road is just like you said makes a badass album cover and the story behind it yeah cool too
0: yeah and that picture isn't gonna be the album cover but like when you i don't know a lot of that's how a lot of songwriting is and that's how a lot of stuff in i guess what we do is is you know you you see certain things in life and you observe certain things and then you try to take inspiration from that and for me i guess it was a fucking cigarette machine at a dive bar but uh yeah man uh
1: I, I think that stuff's way cool. And I, I, I like that a lot. So. For, for me, uh, one of the things you said, like, uh, like how people are on you about, uh, needing to like release more stuff right away. Um, I will always be, while I do love when like I get a bunch of things from artists, I will always be one that preaches like for like the quality over the quantity. Like I'd rather have like some of your best work and it be five songs. And I wait, you know, two years before I hear it, like hear anything new from you after that. Um, but like, I I will take the quality of like the um, work over the quantity any day of the week. Because I think when like an artist sits down and like they really put everything they have into it and it, yeah, it takes a lot more time, but just the result of that is way better than you could ever imagine.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not like when I say that it's it's a joke. Like, I love the fact that people are wanting new music and that well, they are bugging me about it because. I mean, that's motivation too, you know, is just people up your ass all the time being like, where's the new music? And I'm like, yeah, where's the new music? I got to get this <laughs> shit done. But uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 lo- I love it. And um, we, but it, it does take time. And we do want to make sure, like, trust me, I'm sure like a lot of these people are like, well, they better not suck. It's, I, it will if if some of the songs don't hit the same like some of the other ones do i'm sorry but we we have put our heart and soul these past couple years into this thing and it's it's to a point now we're really excited to put it out we're really proud of what we did mm-hmm. and we we did all of it with our best intentions and uh the fans in mind so if if you are a fan of No Vacancy, if you're a fan of the live shows and what we stand for, you're gonna love this album. Like I'm sorry, but you are. And if you're not a fan, well, I hope you enjoy it as well. Um, <laughs> it's different than it's different than the last thing we put out uh, enough to where uh, it doesn't sound like the last thing we put out. So um, maybe they like this more than the last one. But
1: I mean, that's all you can do as an artist. Like you said, put your heart. It really in. is. So I mean we're excited to hear it and we're 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 going to be there to promote it when when it does drop and so I mean this we appreciate you joining us man this has been a fun time and if you want to come back on before the or before the album drops or when it drops we would love to have you so, I mean we
0: really Dude. appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Well first first off, I wanna apologize for uh my internet connection, man. Oh, no I problem at, uh, at No problem. I live in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma in a in a single wide trailer, but I thought I had good Wi Fi and it would be better, but I guess I don't hey, know. But good, I wanna I wanna say uh thank you so much for having me on, guys. And Anytime. I'm really sorry that it's taken this long for us to get this set up and shit, but I would I would you're love fine. to come back on. Hey, anytime, man. I love, I love bullshitting.
1: So I got one last question. It's one thing we always like to kind of do um is uh excluding yourself, um, we always like to try and highlight uh other like country artists with like some of their new stuff or I guess the things that we've really been listening to. So uh what's like maybe one song or artist that you um personally just have been listening to a bunch lately, um, country music wise?
0: And uh, one group that I really have been listening to a lot of, and uh, they're great. Uh, They're a band out of New Braunfels, or I guess Concan or New Braunfels, maybe. Uh, They're called The Drop Tines. Okay. They're they're super good. A song that I think you'd probably like by them, it's called uh, Banger.
1: Banger, okay.
0: (laughs) By The the Drop Tines. We're taking notes right now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. I would say it's one I haven't um, heard yet, but definitely something I'll have, we'll look, both look into because we take any recommendations and we can get
0: <laughs> Yeah, that may be uh, one you haven't heard yet. I've been listening to a lot of a guy called uh, Cole Barnhill. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> I and a man recently just a band that I've been listening to a lot. I mean, I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but I listen to 49 Winchester. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I love day. 49.
1: They're so good. They're one
0: of they're one of my favorite bands out now. And man, like their new stuff's good, but I've been listening to their old music and it hits way harder than their new stuff, I think, even. which, which album? But yeah, just those, uh just the the first one they did, 49 Winchester.
1: Okay. And wow. then
0: uh and and, and The Wind is badass too. Yeah. Three's I, great. I mean, they're all great, but yeah. yeah. I've been <laughs> listening to a lot of their first two. Three and then, uh, another point. one that I really another one that I've really uh liked and they're coming up is uh Dexter and the Moon Rocks.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I found them on TikTok is how they, they were coming across yeah. the page. I like them a lot. They're really good. Yeah, and, they're uh, good uh, from, from what I
0: can garner, they're some cool dudes and uh they got some really sick sick tunes out right
1: now. So Yeah, they could, just released on those guys. On, like Birds and the Bees or something like that yeah 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 those guys
0: yeah
1: um do you got a recommendation man um i say my so one of my favorite bands ever is uh flatland i for some reason just uh like it always stuck with me like one of their twitter bios is like it's easy on the ears heavy on the heart and always just yeah. kind with me um so like one of the i we saw them back in may uh and just ever since then i'm like well i've just flatland flatland like over and over again um, and so my song recommendation for there was they just have like last American summer that they released a little bit ago. Um, yeah, I heard it. And then, uh, do you ever listen to Reed South Hall Band?
0: Love Reed South Hall Band. Yeah, I say
1: they just had a new song a couple of weeks ago called Scared Money too that um, yeah, I was pretty I've been jamming excited. it. yeah, <laughs> one, one that i I think I've been going back listening to, just because I've been seeing posts from uh, under the Big Sky festival is I've been listening to a lot of Vincent Neil Emerson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He, I, I see his t-shirts
0: everywhere, man, but I don't think I've ever heard one of his songs, but I definitely know of him. Yeah.
1: We we came across him. He was opening for Colter Wall, and he, Vincent Neil Emerson, you should check him out. He's he's out of Texas. He's good. He's really good. For sure. Well, yeah. The, the I would check cool. him out. Yeah, but we appreciate you coming on, man, and enjoy talking to you, and we're, like, we're excited to see what uh you know your new albums like and um we're rooting for you guys and i sh- i'm excited to see you in september someone has, you should just skip the game at this I point <laughs> but i mean <laughs> their tickets are nice price i mean yeah. better than colorado ticket yeah but, but yeah if we, we want to come back on let us know man we appreciate the time absolutely i'll
0: i'll be willing to come back on anytime y'all want and uh if if not i hope to
1: see y'all soon at a show or wherever yeah yes, sir you can count me in i'll be there september 9th bourbon theater all right, all right. i'll hold you it. have a good night sam <laughs> yeah thank you